Welcome to our open house. Instead of examining hardwood floors, closet space, and kitchen layouts, we're taking you on a tour of what's happening across today's mortgage industry. During each episode, we'll hear from industry leaders and subject matter experts to give us an inside look into a hot topic, cutting edge technology, or new trend that can help accelerate your digital journey. Thank you for joining us. Come on in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the ICE Mortgage Technology Open House Podcast. My name is Aaron Dormio, Senior Product Marketing Manager here at ICE Mortgage Technology, and I'm excited for another episode in our Culture of Automation miniseries. In this fifth episode, Moving from Automation Vision to Reality, I'm joined by Chris McClendon, Vice President and Executive Accounts Leader at ICE Mortgage Technology. As a 20-year veteran in the residential mortgage and financial services space, Chris has spent the vast majority of his career developing strategic relationships with the largest lenders in the industry. In his role as Executive Accounts Leader at ICE Mortgage Technology, Chris is keenly aware of the challenges lenders face as they navigate delivering amazing borrower experiences with changes in the marketplace. I'm excited to get Chris's perspective on how lenders are leveraging automation to meet borrower demands and drive greater efficiencies internally. So sit back, grab your coffee, and enjoy the conversation. Hey, Chris, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? Good. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me. You're a person that I've been I've been trying to talk to for for a while. I know this is our this is our fifth episode. Not only have I been trying to get you to talk off offline, you're a busy guy, but this is a great opportunity for us to have a person with a, you know of your background and a person with the position that you're in as you work with customers day in day out. I'd love to get your perspective on really you know understanding their needs. You know what are some of the advantages right that 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 they've seen as they've been adopting automation. What has pushed them to make that switch, right? Those larger organizations, they're not, in in, in many cases, sometimes they're trying to play catch up. And in many other cases, they're on the front end. But I'd love to get your perspective on that. In what areas do lenders, in understanding their needs, um, in what areas do they need to better compete in this changing marketplace? What have they conveyed to you in terms of, you know, here's what we need, here's what we're lacking, here's what we need to adopt. Maybe you can, we can start there. You know, really, I think the the technology journey, I mean, you know, iPhones have been around for, you know, 10, 12 years, whatever it's been at this point, but really that customer experience portion of the automation, to me, it really kicked off, you know, whatever it was five or six years ago with the Super Bowl ad, you know, for the original, you know, application interview style, you know, web experience. Before that, it was more the traditional borrowers talking to loan officers, you know, calling into call centers, but really where the the borrower experience and kind of self-serve model that you know had been in, in consumer banking, but you know, mortgage seems to to lag a little bit behind some of those tools. Um, you know, and mortgage has changed a lot. I started um, as a clerk in secondary marketing when I was uh, finishing up my undergrad or during my undergrad, and and kind of bounced around in some technology stuff a little bit after. But you know, when I started in the business, you know, it was more on the wholesale side, and you had you know. Customers were were faxing in lock confirmations and getting fa- lock confirmations faxed back. I mean, the internet was there, but it was really just there in like a brochureware kind of w- way. It wasn't really actionable things. And then as as the dot com revolution, you saw a lot of really cool technology going into the two thousand eight um, you know crisis. A lot of that got put on pause and then kind of you know rebounded after that. But you know, really, I think for for a modern experience, it really started with the with the consumer piece, and now 
especially, you know, who knew what was going to happen during the pandemic? I mean, no one expected the volumes and, 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 and the disruption that we saw. So technology even became, you know, super important in the back office. So I think you're seeing that now with um, a lot of the ADR, ADE, you know, OCR technology that's been around for a long time, but really making that actionable, making people more efficient, um, having to operate, you know, on the fly. I mean, you know, March of 2020, early March, everyone was in the office into March, everyone was, was out. So you know, I think technology played a key role there, but yeah, it's, it's been an interesting, you know, evolution, I would say over the last, at least in my experience in the business from, you know, call it 2000 to 2022 today. You you made two fantastic distinctions there. I want to call them out. So you called out that front of the house, right? So the, the borrower touch point, how the borrower starts the application and that communication touch point with the loan officer, you mentioned the, the ADE, ADR uh, solutions technology, right? So that's, very much an underwriting component, right? So, and and we're doing that today with uh, with the Encompass AIQ, right? Where we're perfecting that data into an automation ready data set. To your point, that is an area that the industry is, you know, you know, they're still playing catch up in those areas. It's been around, but as far as the adoption of it, the, the industry is, is is really playing catch up. So, I I love how you really kind of balanced. Hey, on the front of the house, we need to do better. With with communicating with customers with with borrowers and providing them providing our team that touch point with them. So, if you're looking at the B two C side, right, the the shopping cart, don't let them leave the shopping cart. Well, don't let them leave the the, the loan application, right? Mm-hmm. And on the back end, right, from a from a servicing that loan standpoint, underwriting and servicing that loan standpoint, let's continue with with automation through through that process, right? And that's a really good way of segment of, of segueing into, um, well, you know, the, the larger organizations. They have homegrown things in place, or they or they've adopted a, an, an LOS provider, and they're they're doing things on top of what an LOS provider has for borrower communications, for loan processing, for underwriting. What are some of the advantages of let's build that in house? Let's build these these experiences. Let's build that automation in house. Versus, we should probably really find an LOS provider that is an expert in this area that can help us help us create amazing borrower experiences. Hey, Chris, I was I was hoping you might be able to speak to the advantages when it comes to you know choosing either do we do we go proprietary or do we choose an LOS provider to help us with you know implementing the right solutions and identifying the right areas uh, you know from which to automate. I was hoping maybe you could speak to that. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question. And it's one that, you know, I've been asked by clients many times. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be with ICE Mortgage Technologies now for a little over seven years. Um, and I've worked with clients really of various, all sizes, um, from, from small to some of the largest in the, in the country. Um, it's a question a lot of folks, as they, you know, they get to an inflection point where there's a large technology spend or a big investment in the platform or core solution that they're using that they ask themselves. And really the advice that I always give is I think they have to focus on their core competence, you know, which is obviously originating mortgages. That's why we're in this business, um, you know, working with your clients, making sure the client experience is the best it can be. And when you start going down that track um, of proprietary technology, it can get very expensive and very complex. And even though someone, you know, today thinks they have all the pieces to the puzzle and can make that happen all the way around, both internally and externally, Inevitably, there are major market changes, um, whether that be in, in, in volume up or down, 
um, and also being able to fulfill those you know needs, but but also just in general of regulatory changes. We're a highly regulated industry. Uh, those changes hit and they're big. I mean, really, if you look from an ICE perspective, the R and D that's been spent in in the last few that come to mind, you know, either the 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 Erla changes, the TRID changes, the ability to repay changes, the the old GFE going to the new GFE and, and all that, that those are huge expenses that require a lot of technical resources. So, you know, are you a technology company that does mortgages or are you a mortgage company that leverages technology to, you know, do better? And I, I think that's really the, the, the question that someone has to ask themselves. To, to me, this, this, this whole fintech mortgage experience is evolving so quickly that, you know, the solutions that are available today, you know, would have seemed crazy five years ago. And I think we'll look at that same experience later on. Yeah. And that cost, as you said, is it's, it's a huge pain point, right? Going back to understanding lender needs, understanding how they need to better compete in the marketplace, cost of origination, cost of maintenance, of maintenance over time. Cost is probably the largest piece of the pie in terms of budget for an LOS system. Yeah. I would say for, for most clients, their technology backbone, which I would consider the LOS the most important. Um, it's one of the most expensive parts of the process. I would, you know, I'd stack us up with the variability credit is another, but you know, it's, um, you know, the technology piece is, 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 is very important. And when, when folks are shopping, you know, there's, there's a couple of different methodologies. You know, one is, you know, you go customize your entire stack. I mean, some folks, you know, if you're really looking at cost to manufacture, um, you know, one of the benefits of, of, of leveraging ICE is, is the bundle itself. I mean, the bundle of the point of sale, the bundle of the LOS, the bundle of the compliance, the documents, you know, all that being part of that core offering. Because if you do start to go, you know, and, and pick, you know, vendor A, vendor B, vendor C for different experiences to that process, you can easily double your cost of manufacture. And at some point, margins do matter, you know, at the end of the day for the customer, you know, they do this transaction a few times in their life. It's about rate and it's about price. And, and you have to kind of balance all that out. I, I think it's very important for, for lenders to think about that. What would you say is perhaps the benefit to, you know, let's say, for example, a lender was looking at one provider for POS and they were looking at another provider for LOS, right? And then they were looking as, as, as part of the loan processing and then going into, um, you know, underwriting, they were looking at, they were leveraging us for AIQ, but they were leveraging another LOS provider can plug into other LOS platforms. What was, what's the benefit in having that sort of model in place as opposed to, like you mentioned, kind of using one provider for, you know, all inclusive end to end. Again, I kind of circle back to the borrower experience because that's really the borrower experience is so important because that's, that's, that's what you're leaving behind after the close and, and, and being in a business that, you know, really where referrals are so important, you're making sure that that technology ties together well, and that experience is seamless. And I know that's a word that gets thrown out, but just like you said, Aaron, like if you're using one provider for your point of sale and you're using your LOS and you may be using different e-sign vendors, it could be something as simple as just different sign-ons and borrowers are going to have to create different accounts. You know, they have their, their bank accounts, their Facebook, all of these different accounts with all these different sign-ons and passwords. And it can get very frustrating, especially to folks that are busy managing work, families, 
you know, everything that they have to do, remembering individual passwords and going to this system and missing this email. Um, that's where I really think the seamlessness comes in. Um, the easier it is, the more simplified it's. And, and, and like we were talking about before, it's a complicated transaction. There's so many different variables that, that come into play when you're getting your loan or a customer is getting their loan from, from, from the underwriting on, on the mortgage side to the title insurance side. So there's just a lot of, there, there's a lot of things happening for that 45 day cycle with the customers going through the journey, every way you can make it a little bit easier. You know, I think that that adds to the positive experience. Yeah. And to, and to expand on that point that you just made, it makes the, um, that change management aspect of, of adopting those systems internally, it makes it messy, not just on the borrower side, because on the borrower side, it, it can look very disjointed if it's not managed well internally. So for those lenders that are making that switch, whether it's point of sale automation, whether it's some automated underwriting, whether it's you know automated loan processing, you know automated workflows, what have you seen from the customer side as, as, as how they've been able, as lenders have been able to capitalize Right when we're looking at you, you return on time invested, um, increased compliance. What have you seen from from that side? You know, I, I think if, if lenders are starting this journey, um, it's definitely not a boil the ocean um, type of of project. I, I think when you look at it in chunks, so you have your like we talked about the point of sale, the borrower experience, you know that that initial loan setup, which is so very important because we all know anyone that's originated, if the loan isn't set up right, it's there's going to be problems all the way through. So the smoother you can make that initial interaction and gathering those documents, you know, also looking at the at, at the operational side of it, as you mentioned with AIQ and leveraging some of the functionality that we have there, you know, really capturing that automation. It, it, it's eliminating the human aspect of it, more automation. And, and it's not about positioning people, you know, out of, out of jobs or anything like that. It's about just making, there's, there's a lot of work to do to get a loan through the process. And if you can speed up, you know, those, those bottlenecks, which are generally after you have the customer, you know, intent to proceed, okay, they're, they're ready to go getting, getting that initial foundational setup, making sure that file gets into processing, gets into underwriting, the smoother underwriting can be, the smoother the conditions get cleared, the smoother you have a clear to close. And, and I think that's really you know, what lenders are driving towards is, is managing to the exceptions. You know, if, if you have things that can be automated like W-2s and pay stubs, and that data doesn't have to be stared at and then loaded into the system manually keyed, you know, making that part automated, if you're, if you're really working to the exceptions, you're closing loans faster, you're getting that loan off your warehouse line, it's increasing profitability all the way down the line. So, you know, and, and like I said, even, you know, going back to the, you know, the days when I first jumped in the business, faxed price sheets and, you know, looking at loan level pricing adjustments on a grid and sliding down the sheet. You know, today we have pricing engines that have eliminated a lot of that. There's really taken out the, uh, the, the pricing errors, limiting changes of circumstances through automation, you know, just making that process run smoother to, to get the loan closed faster. Because ultimately that that's really where we're driving to, right? You know, taking you know, a, a process, you know, down from 45 days to 30 days to 15 days. It, it wouldn't surprise me if in the next you know, five years, that's what that's where you're seeing is kind of the industry standard, maybe a 15, 20 day closing versus where we're at today. Right, right. Improving those cycle times, right? Yeah, I think that, that is a wonderful through line in each of these episodes, using automation as a way of augmenting what the human capital, the people are doing internally. In many cases, you don't have to remove people. You can by using automation to help augment that, right? That's 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 the absolute through line through all these all of these episodes. 
Chris, I hate to cut this short because we don't have enough time, you and I, but this has been an, an amazing conversation. I really appreciate your, your insights and I, I appreciate you know you taking the time to chat with us today. It's been really nice talking to you. Yeah, thanks a lot, Aaron. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Take care. And thanks again for joining another episode of the Ice Mortgage Technology Open House Podcast. Be sure to be on the lookout for future content as well as future episodes of the Culture of Automation miniseries. We look forward to having you. Thanks again and stay safe out there.